drink Horchube and the rise of the sons of Prevalia, there was an age undreamed of, and unto this Netrile, destined to wear the jeweled crown of Ossuary upon the troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Anyway, welcome to Inside Outlands podcast. I'm your host, Mind Trip. Joining me is the co-host, Nat Ryle. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? I, f- I feel like I get I get greater and greater in your intros every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun for me. I don't know. Anyway, um, joining us today, our um, guest, Titus, from Prevalia Imperium. How's it going, man? Hey, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah, glad you can make it. Um, I've been wanting to um, kind of hit a role player up is that's something we haven't done yet and uh you seem like the perfect candidate uh, i appreciate that definitely glad to be here yeah yeah so me and uh nat Rao play D D together so that's that's about the only time we really role play but i've been known to uh do it occasionally in game uh especially when i'm bored but um yeah, I, I've got yeah. some history with, you know, I played MUDs for forever from, you know, 96 to like 2006. And, and it, you know, MUDs have had a lot of, when I played, it had a lot of combat in it, but you had to fill a lot of the text based game with role playing. But since then, I've never combined the two, like role playing and video gaming. So it's always been separate with the tabletop role playing. And then video game time is video game out of character talk. So, I'm really curious because, frankly, I'm jealous. Role players always have fun, no matter the state of the game or what's going on with the game. They always manage to drag every ounce of fun out of it because they're they're kind of out making their own thing, you know. Whereas we're stuck with just what the game mechanics can offer. I am very curious. Well, I definitely agree. I mean, this this game is the uh, greatest sandbox game uh, that's ever been out, and if you're not going to make your own fun, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, now, I have played a shit ton of EVE. That was kind of my game for, for many years. And EVE is kind of, um, they're kind of role-playing as you play that game already. Uh, I think more so than than most games. You know, if you want to be a, a pirate or if you want to command fleets, you have to actually go out in the game and, and do those things. Whereas it feels like in a game like world of Warcraft, you want to be a paladin, you just pick some skills and you're using your skills, you know? So I'm just curious with what the ultimate online community does and, and kind of where they've taken it in comparison to other games too. Uh, yeah, I think I could try to tackle that. Uh, first off, I started uh, RPN way back in the day as like many people on in UO being an orc. Um, Blood, Blood Rock Clan from back in uh, Great Lakes, uh, 98 or 99, somewhere around there. I've only ever really known that in this game. It's really the, the heart of this game. Orcs have always seemed to have a strong presence among uh, uh, Ultima. Are they here, though? Because I, I feel like when I played Real Poor, uh, and I only played that for a couple of weeks, and that's really my only UO experience before this, is they were everywhere. And I, I haven't really seen them here. I know they're they're here. Does, they, they, are they in here as much as they have been in the past, or am I crazy? Uh, no, they're they're uh, knocking around here somewhere. Uh, this uh, this particular shard is a little bit more grindy than some of the other ones we've played, so I think it's taken a lot of time for most people to uh, get up to speed. Yeah, and they're 
they're like the bad guys in the role-playing community, right? Well, from our standpoint, <laughs> yeah. to them, they're just trying to live life. So um, what about your, your history with you? You've been, you've been playing throughout the years? I uh, played OSI back around 98 till must've been 2002, 2003. Took a long break. Ended up getting back into free shards probably about eight years ago. Popped around uh, most recently before Outlands played on shard, which will not sh- be named. And uh, then uh, here I am. Cool. Yeah, sounds about what I've done. All right. So uh, Imperium Prevalia, give us the pitch on on the guild, what you, what you guys are about. Uh, well, we started out uh, coming over here with uh, me and uh, Brennis, my uh, my friend I've been playing with on various shards for a while. We came over here because of the uh, the sea combat. We were originally going to be a anti-pirate guild. And uh, after the various war updates came out, we decided to switch gears and, and uh, tackle the capital city. Okay, are you tackling that in a... Uh, role play perspective only or are you kind of rolling that into factions or what, what do you guys got planned uh we haven't quite uh, uh thought about factions yet um but it's in the it's possibility in the future right now it's yeah. right now it's kind of just in the rp sense uh that we are the city uh most of our members are citizens uh that's what they're labeled as that's what they do they just go about their life but they are uh in the city that's it yeah, cool. So, what type of um, people are you finding joining your guild? Is it all hardcore RPers, or do you have some light RP, or what's that typical member doing in your guild? Well, I think the cool thing is that there is no typical member right now. Uh, we're getting people who are all about the RP and nothing else in the game. We got people who have never tried before and just looking to give it a shot. We got people who just want to go about it very casually, and we're cool with all of it. We want it to be really inclusive. Yeah. So one thing I've experienced in RP communities is is sometimes it's kind of hard for new people to get in. The, maybe they get a little bit of flack from the senior RPers. You know, are you seeing those two groups match together well? Uh, I can't speak for other groups, but we've uh, tried our best to, uh, you know, kind of let everyone in who even, uh, even just wants to try it. We're not going to get on people's cases for, Maybe not being as hardcore as the others would be. Yeah. Are, are you catching flag from non-RPers on the server? Oh, we always do, but the best thing to do with yeah. them is just RP right back at them. Some of the most entertainment moments I've had in Ultima were from RPers, so I always like to stand back and, and see what comes, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm most curious. It's basically, what is uh, someone that wants to get into role play, what do they do? Because at least from a perspective of like someone like me who would might be interested in doing it, like what the heck do I do? Where do I go? Do I need to make a character uh, as far like a background? Who do I meet? Who do I go? What I, I guess what are the steps to get into it? Well, I think that's a you know a lot of people have this misconception that it's a it's a hard thing to do. Uh, it's really not. You just act as if the the world itself is just the shard and nothing else. How would I find other role players? What would they expect of me? You know, I don't. I want to walk in there and make people mad. I got you. Um, if they're going to get mad for you trying out, they're probably not the guys you really want to be playing with anyway. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, I guess. But yeah, to start out, I mean, pick a name. That's your first 
first idea of any character creation, RP or not. Uh, but you want to pick a name that you think would uh, represent whatever character you want to play. And pick the skills that you think your character would uh, would utilize and, and just go for it. Just take everything in the game as if, if that's it, that's reality. And just roll with it. So uh, I've seen... Uh... I've seen other games where they have it, like a couple of these muds, they have it where you can have no out-of-character interaction. They want you to come in and fully immerse yourself in the character. So you approach the game, and everything that happens in the game is you playing your character. So they try to like fully simulate it. And you, though, obviously, you've got a lot of coordination to do. You have, uh, you have to grind your character out. You have the dungeons to run. You have PvP to fight off. You have everyone not role-playing. How do you merge those two worlds together? Well, we like everyone to try their best to stay in character in a uh, game chat situation. Uh, of course, the UL uh, itself has guild chat, party chat, and obviously every, almost everybody uses Discord. So it's, it's easy to uh, kind of separate the two in character and out of character now. Uh, wasn't always the same back in the day. Yeah, and maybe you can uh, shed some light on this. I think some people have a misconception that when they join an RP guild, that the voice comms are all role play. At least in my experience, it's not like that. Definitely not. Uh, I would say I don't think I've ever RP'd in a voice chat. Yeah, so it all happens in game, but then voice chat, it's still your same guild experience you'd have with any other guild. And you know, it's going to be how was dinner? Where'd you go? You know, let's hang out. We're playing a game. Uh, what TV show did you watch? But when you were playing the game, that's where all the role playing stuff happens. Of course. Yeah. And uh, even if people slip up while in game, you know, I can't speak to other groups, but we're not going to get on everyone's case for that. You know, it happens uh, in the game. You're your character out of the game, talking to people, you're yourself. Yeah. Cause at least I know people think that they assume that, like I'll join Imperium Prevalia, but then I've got to, I've got to keep this persona while I'm talking voice comms or while we're in the forum or while we're in our Discord. When that's really not how it works. No, no, not at all. Although that would be incredibly entertaining. Um, that would be a lot to expect from people. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's knock out some of these questions. We had a, a, a great list of community questions sent to us from Sir. And I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he uh, he sent me a long, long list of questions. And uh, I think he's pretty passionate about about this subject. So, Oh, absolutely. Um, From the Knights Guild, correct? Yep, we've actually... Uh, he, he, I'm not sure he knows my other alt, alternate characters are, but we've definitely fought multiple times on other shards. Yeah, so we'll just get going in his background just a little bit. He's got an interesting project, and I've seen... Uh, I think the orcs have something similar. I saw it on uh, the Ultima Online Reddit, where there's a universal community of our peers across all shards in one Discord. At least he's trying to, I guess, foster one community where everyone can meet and talk and kind of combine the, the all the shards together into one big community. Yep, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in that Discord. Uh, the uh, it's called UORP Community. Very original name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's called that, but that makes sense. No, that's awesome. It's just this community, I think, you know, joined together to to make something more special out of it than it is. And of course, you're running into the mostly the same people on every shard. I mean, there's only 
so many of us still playing this 20 year old game. Yeah. And that's kind of what Owen and, and Luthius have said is uh, they didn't know that the player base was, was that we have now is still out there to go get, you know, that people had moved on to other things and I left this uh, behind, but I think uh, there's something special about Outlands, which I, I don't know. What's, what's drawing you to Outlands? Well, I love the uh, fresh new concept, everything new map. Well, Mostly new map and uh, Trinsic's about the same, but mostly new map, uh, new skills. It's uh, it's like a fresh take on on an old game. Yeah, no, that, that's it. Definitely is that. And uh, having this many players in the small map has made for some really interesting experiences already. Too, you can't go ten feet without some kind of player interaction anywhere in the world, not just at a bank. I think today I was fighting off. All kinds of griefing in uh, <laughs> dungeons. I dealt with all of it, though. It actually, I made a lot of gold today, but I had people training mobs on me. I had people kind of PK me. <laughs> it's kind of endless. All right, let's get back to this question. So he he uh, he kind of started off with a pretty simple one. Like, what is a RPG role-playing game? How does that title genre relate to the experience in game? So anyone can take that, I guess... Uh, I think he's just trying to say that you know what we are playing is a role playing game here. Absolutely, you know it's in the it's in the whole title MMORPG. Uh, so you know us in the RP community look out at all these uh, all these non RPers or as we call them the normies, and uh, they're uh, I feel like they're missing half the game. No, I, I I think you're right, and I think over time we we've lost it a little bit. I think as each new MMO comes out, people get further and further away from it. There are more, it seems like there are more role players in those first few games, Asheron's Call, EverQuest, and Ultima Online, and then before that, the MUDs. But with each new game, it seems like that community is harder and harder, or smaller and smaller in this community. Well, I think it's a product of the games also. They're just making them less and less open and more and more structured. And, you know, we... Uh, we have, as a community, thrive in an open world, completely sandbox environment. So his next one is, this is probably one you, you run into a lot, is what is the difference between in-character and out-of-character? How might someone go about differentiating between the two and playing? I know we've hit some of this, but we're just going to lay it out, I guess, in, in simple terms. Uh, sure. Just uh, in-character, you do and say what your character would do. Out-of-character, you're, you're your own self. Uh, if you're not in a guild or party at the time, uh, a lot of players will bracket their out of character talk. A lot of, uh, will jump to Discord to talk out of character, you know, stuff like this. Uh, it's not that to me, it doesn't bother me too much to see it, but to some, they get real upset. Okay. And then I know we, we've covered, uh, how people can get involved. You, you're, you're basically saying just, just get out there and do it and you'll, you'll kind of learn as you go, right? Of course, the, you know, we only learn from failure. Uh, so his next one is a little more interesting. Is there one way to role play? Can anyone do it? Uh, I think the answer to the first one is uh, no, there's not one way to do it. And the answer to the second one is, yeah, of course, anyone can if they really try. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate on this question. Well, what are the ways to do it? So, I mean, one way, you know, any way to role play uh pick your character and you go out and you just do it. It's uh you want to be a knight, you be a knight. You want to be a wizard, you be a wizard. You want to be a, a drunken beggar, go uh, grab some, grab some ale and bother people at the bank. 
Yeah. Who's in our guild? We got uh, Mama Meg. Is that her name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She uh, she talks down to all of us like we're her children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's great. I've never had a conversation with her that she wasn't RP, and that's just what she does. Yeah. Uh, it definitely makes it more interesting. So let's see. How do hardcore RPers view non RPers? And uh, how do you think non RPers view RPers? Do RPers and non RPers get along? And what is their relationship like? How do they coexist? Well, I hate to be a, make generalizations about everyone, but I see non RPers as, like I've said, missing part of the game that, that makes this, this, you know, the game we keep coming back to even 20 years later. You know, they probably see us as uh, kind of nerdy and uh, uh, kind of losery, but you know what? We're all still playing this wizard game from 20 years ago, so how cool are all of us? All right, so we'll take a break from Sir's questions here just a little bit. Mind you, if you want to take that one from Twitch. Oh, yeah. This is uh, from Axel in uh, Papa Carl's Twitch stream. It said, um, I believe the you and Undead Guild and Orc Guild communicated with one another to set up battles and RP sessions. Has the Prevalian, Prevalian Guild initiated contact with the other RP guilds yet? Uh, yes. And uh, if you guys check the forums, uh, I was going to bring this up at some point. We are actually planning a large uh, RP event called Conquest. Uh, it's basically playing Risk. But in the game itself, uh, the the game board is currently being split up into territories. Each guild is going to pick a home base, and we have uh, different rules around how to uh, claim other territories and fight each other, start wars and diplomacy and all that fun stuff. And the goal is to try to con- conquer a certain percentage of the map. That sounds like it entails PvP. Is that pretty integral to to role play in UO then? Uh, for some of us, uh, you know, like I like to coin it RPVP. This game has, you know, great PVP, so that's always something I've tried to combine with my RP at, at any point I could. Not to say I'm very good at it, but I enjoy it a lot. All right, uh, we got another uh, question from uh, Sir. He's on. He's on Twitch too. <laughs> he's posting questions from all angles. It said, uh, "What tools could you use to RP in a different way?" Emoting is example he's asking and how to do it well obviously emoting is you know like he's uh, already mentioning that's a great tool to basically quote unquote perform an action uh that the uh the gamer might not let you do otherwise although there are a couple of uh action emotes in the game bows and salutes which are always helpful but really using that emote uh key uh kind of helps us out here if we want to do something more outrageous since we're already on this uh, this conquest thing, let's skip ahead of that for a little bit and stay on that. Stay on that. So you've broken this thing out. What are what are some of the rules? Maybe you don't need to go super deep on it. I'm just curious how you're breaking thing out into areas and what the rules are to conquer. No problem. Uh, so basically, everyone, like I was mentioning, everyone grabs a home base uh, every week. We have the uh, the guilds uh, determine which. Uh, adjacent territory they want to great uh, claim if it's unclaimed they get it if it's currently claimed by another guild they either have to go to war and try to take it from them or uh, negotiate some other way to to now own that territory uh, what it also involves moving around 
uh, characters to different territories, and those are the characters that could actually participate in battles if they happen to occur in those territories. Is there any rewards from taking territories, or or, uh, or not 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 yet, other than the fact that you have it? Uh, just like most RP, the reward is all in our head. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, but it, you know, it, it really brings a whole new way to uh, to interact with the RP community. Um, outside of the, the game itself of just taking territories back and forth from each other, it adds to, uh, you know, the background of the, of the role playing on the shard. If two larger guilds start moving towards each other on the board, things start heating up, uh, diplomacy, all kinds of, uh, threatening and, and fun conflict arise, which is, you know, at the heart of a lot of RP. Yeah. It's going to also add a, uh, a layer of story that you might have an otherwise hard time uh, putting in there without actual conflict and resolution. Absolutely. You know, we're really looking forward to it right now. We have about nine guilds that are pretty set to jump in, which is uh, pretty awesome. You mentioned diplomacy. Is, is that something you guys literally send diplomats out or how, how do you do that? I'm just curious. It sounds kind of interesting. Well, I would uh, encourage uh, guilds to go outside of Discord, and uh, if they want to talk about how they're going to uh, either work together or work against other guilds, uh, if they be much more fun to meet in, in character in the game and uh, go over that, send envoys and everything like that. Yeah, that sounds cool. Have y'all done this before? Has this happened before? And if so, how well did it go? Uh, we did have it going for on another shard for about four weeks until it kind of uh, fizzled out. It looked like it was it was doing well, and uh, you know I won't name the shard because we're not allowed to say that name. Oh well, we are not. Uh, you say what you want here. Say whatever the hell you want here. You could say you owe forever rules. <laughs> no one can stop you. No, so there's a tabletop game called Stars Without Numbers. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. So it's a, a sandbox tabletop game, but in the background is um, a, a, mini, a miniature simulate, simulation happening where the factions are maneuvering and what happens with those affects your tabletop game. So you, you know, Sunday you meet, play the game, but all through the week you have this diplomacy happening in the background. You have people maneuvering and buying things and conquering various planets and then we meet next sunday some of that stuff can come into the story of the game so i know it's a long-winded way of saying that's why i think what you're doing is cool <laughs> oh i appreciate that yeah that's that's kind of how i envision it uh each turn is going to be a full week and uh when you know conflict arises the attackers and defenders have to come to a, a agreement on when to meet during that week to to, to actually fight it out but in addition to the combat, I'm hoping there's a lot of intrigue and diplomacy as well. Uh, what makes a role player different from a regular player? Why should or shouldn't they be appreciated? We should absolutely not be appreciated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, I think, uh, you know, I think we add a flavor to the game that uh, even non-RPers could appreciate when uh, we jump in there and have fun. And uh, it usually leads to non-RPers kind of uh playing along and finding out maybe the, maybe there's something to it i i think it's actually rare for people to uh to not like our peers 
I think I think more often people either wish they uh, could do it and they're afraid of it somehow, or or they just like having that flavor in in their game, even if they're not willing to go uh, dive in themselves. I think it's pretty rare for the individual to to not not like it or appreciate it from afar. I mean, I can relate. Uh, you know, I've, there's been situations where I kind of want to roll play because it would be a really awesome, like you know, particular situation to do that and. You know, I heard Matt Colville from the D&D community talk about, you know, a player's fears of role-playing. You know, they feel like they're going to make a fool of themselves or embarrass yourself. And, you know, I've, I think I've kind of felt that way. And basically what he says is, um, yeah, you're going to suck RPM when you first start. Um, you know, it's just like any skill in life. You, uh, you practice it to get better. And, yeah, so I think, I don't know if the RP community realizes that sometimes when people are poking fun at them, they're really just wishing they could do it themselves, you know? Well, that's what the, uh, the great thing about it. Having playing on a game like this is anonymity. Make a fool of yourself. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 I do like that. You know, D and D all, all my friends know me so they can make fun of me throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we already talked about diplomacy a little bit. Here's, here's one. Why do you role play? And why do you think others might choose to role play? Is it a good alternative on how to play the game once you've maxed out all, all your characters, become rich, have the biggest house full of stuff you don't even need to know or know where it is? Uh, thoughts. I think I butchered the end there, but he's kind. Of, I guess he's asking uh, why you choose to continue to role play. Well, I've just always found that it's by far the most entertaining part of the game. I don't really grind for any kind of special pixels or, or a biggest house. Uh, that stuff really means nothing to me in the end. So I just like to go out there and have fun experiences. And I think we skipped over this one, which I'm, I'm very curious on. What are the rules of engagement? How does it work? How is it determined? And does it work realistically? Uh, that's really a guild to guild basis. If a rule of engagement might be something that you decide on prior to starting a fight with uh, with another guild. Um, sometimes it's no loot. Sometimes it's a loot to disarm. Uh, rarely it's ever dry loot. Uh, it also involves, you know, how you're going to initiate combat. Are you going to RP a bit beforehand? Or are you going to go right into it? Uh, these are all things you discuss with the with your uh, enemy beforehand in a hopefully civil manner. Uh, and then uh, go right to it. Yeah, I I think this one question here is probably the uh, the biggest cause of strife amongst role players, if I had to guess. And that's uh, you want them to do it one way, and they don't do it that way. Oh, of course, there's always people who think that uh, you know their way is the best way, or oh, we uh, you know we can't. What you're doing isn't right. Uh, when it comes to rules of engagement, if it's agreed upon beforehand and someone doesn't follow it, it's going to happen. You just got to brush it off or bring it up to someone on a higher up who's decided the rules. When it comes to general RPing, if, if one RPer doesn't like the way the other one is, some people get angry, but you know, the way I've always seen is, you know, just uh, if, you, if someone really doesn't like what you're doing, they're just not going to interact with you. Yeah. Yeah. Shut them out. Uh, although I guess in this game, they could kill you and take your stuff. And that's the fun part. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Does the disagreements escalate into bloodbath sometimes? I guess if the situation allows it to, yeah. Oh, we got another uh, Twitch or a listener question. Um, 
Driggs is asking, um, how does hierarchy work in the orc guild? I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Oh, I'm I'm plenty familiar. I usually have an orc on every shard I've played. Uh, yet to make one here though. Usually there's a uh, head honcho, uh, a couple of uh, officer like orcs who are just higher up, and uh, all the the rest of them are grunts. I think any good orc army needs plenty of grunts, right? Got need that cannon fodder. All right, uh, where were we at, Nate? Yeah, role-playing seems to involve many complex and dynamic systems. Sometimes there's so many creative ideas floating around in these niche communities. Do you feel it's better to take a simple or complex approach to achieve whatever it is RPs seek in their playstyle choices? Man, I didn't know Sir was going to give me a test here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I mean, I, it's all personal preference. It's uh, Some people like having a whole intricate, uh, complex story and reason how they're RPing. Uh, other people just like to keep it simple. He, he has a lot of questions. Have you ever tried or RP in other games? How do they compare to UO in terms of, of communicating your character's actions and thoughts? That fact, the fact that UO is 2D instead of 3D lend itself in this bout at all? I have some answers to this one, so I'll hear yours first. Uh, I'll say I've tried in a couple of other MMOs, but I haven't really played many very long term. The uh, chat windows in other games seems to uh, make it a little more difficult uh, rather than the text above the head from UO, which I always appreciated. Uh, text above the head does help. What doesn't help you, though, is if you miss that, the journal's really bad. It scrolls off too quick, and there's just not really a good way to filter it or to break out chat. So uh, if you miss someone talking, you just you lose that interaction, which is kind of frustrating. Of course, but you could always RP that you got hard of hearing and you need to ask them to say it again. <laughs> That's a total <laughs> RP answer. I love it. You know, I think as as we progress, so we had MUDs, all text. A lot of that's in your head already. It was a very easy leap to to have to role play. And, and UO being in 2D, I think, is a big part of it. You can you can definitely see a lot of the world. The, the pixel art is really good. But you're not it's not as fully immersive as a, as a full 3D game, even like a first person 3D game like Mortal or Darkfall, or it's even more immersive. So I think it's easier to role play like that. But then I, I had a point earlier where I, I mentioned with Eve, and that's that's uh the sandboxes themselves, I think, are, are the best role playing hubs because what you uh to achieve things in that game, you have to actually go out and do that role. You know, you're not, you can't just go out and do dungeons endlessly. You know, it's, it's your, to actually go do those things, you're in that role. You know, if you want to be a market tycoon and, and you, oh, well, you're out putting trade hubs everywhere and making trade deals. You know, you're actually, you are that thing. If you're a blacksmith, you're hawking your wares and finding deals. And it just seems uh, much less gamey in the sandbox, I think. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I love the fact that there's no set classes in UO. It's, you just pick the skills you want. If you want to be a, you know, a chef that does mining on the side and poisons people when they're not looking, you could do that. From Skate Nomad, uh, what is his miss? What is your most memorable uh, moments in RP history? I'm guessing he's referring to uh, Titus. Mm, let me think about that for a sec. That's that's a hard question. Has been you know. Almost 20 years now. 
Yeah, that's a so you've you've really been role playing since uh, the inception of you, huh? I gotta say, I still go back to joining Blood Rock for Clan from the original. That those first couple months of, uh, let's see, anytime I spoke in in English, uh, I would uh, get smacked around or take laps around the fort. Um, if I was caught wearing anything I wasn't supposed to wear, that's it. They'd probably just kill me right there. It was great to uh, get that that first uh, plunge into the fire of RPing. And uh, Stampy asked, "Has the orc language evolved at all over the years?" Well, it's interesting. The uh, each clan kind of has their own language, so it's kind of like if you're wandering around uh, different countries, everyone's got their own language, which is uh, interesting. One. Uh, coming from one clan to try to jump to another, you got to relearn different phrases and words that they just uh, look at you like you're crazy. If you start throwing them around. Okay. So another sure question, if you could change anything about today's modern RP communities, what would it be? Uh, I think the gist is where can they, where can this RP community go that would benefit players? Well, first thing I would change is there's a lot of people who, you know, have this mindset, you got to RP my way. Uh, I think people got to take a step back and relax and just enjoy enjoy the fun of the game. Uh, you know, RP the way you want to. Let other people RP the way they want to. If it's uh, something you're not liking, you know, you don't have to be. You don't have to hang out with them. But you know, don't don't be on top of other people. I think that that uh, really hurts the community when you start. Uh, you know, for lack of a better word, shitting on other people's RP. Yeah, yeah. Try to be open minded. And uh, accepting, right? Absolutely. And then his his uh, his last one. I'll just paraphrase it here. How important is the story and lore of the game you're playing? I, I guess to make it Outlands related, how important is the the lore they're they're creating here important to you and your role play here? Oh well, uh, we love the lore that they came up with. It's it's uh, kind of ties into Ultima lore, but it's also got its own fresh take on it. Uh, we ran with it with Prevalia being uh, in the war, being a the uh, former empire across the Abaddon, where we're just like, hey, that sounds a whole lot like ancient Rome. Let's let's just steal that, and uh, we kind of themed our whole guild around uh, mix between if Prevalia was Rome. Yeah, I remember we uh, we were interviewing Owen, and uh, our, we us or it was something I heard him say, but. Uh, you guys were asking for for bathhouses and, and stuff like that, and he was he was thinking all that's in Cambria. Why don't you guys pick Cambria? I don't think he realized that he probably had a lot of investment already in in Prevalia. <laughs> it's not even that; it's part of the lore. If, uh, Prevalia was the the prior empire. That's uh, that's really what drew us, not so much the city itself. Yeah, well, it's all it is the biggest city in the game too, and. Uh, that's where the king and queen are as well, right? Uh, emperor, emperor, and empress. Okay, there you go. I think that's all of his questions. We have another one from uh, Discord from Butch. What are some common themes you you come across while role playing in UO? Master apprentice, romance, roundtable discussions, etc. More like, what does a uh, typical RP event consist of? Uh, no, I don't think there is a typical RP event. I think every, you know, everyone comes up with their own kind of flavor to everything. You know, taking all these questions from Sir, they've got that great event that they were running on UO forever for quite a while. They're jousting tournaments. I know there's a lot of non-RPers who partake, but at a heart, that's an RP event. 
uh, our uh, we do everything from a tavern night where we all go and drink and make fools of ourselves to uh, uh, Legion training where we try to stay in character, but also try to uh, train our PVPers. Yeah, I. Uh, that's probably what I need to, to attend. Next time you do one of those, see if you can uh, ping me in Discord. <laughs> I need to know how to PVP, and uh, that might be a good way to do it. Always uh, welcome to join the Legion. <laughs> I've got a question I just thought about. So going back to the most memorable moments, um, you know, everybody knows the story of Richard Garriott RP and his Lord British, and they forgot to turn all on the invulnerability flag and he was, he was killed. Burned and, to death, uh, I think. Yeah. So he was killed and kind of ruined the moment. Um, but in some ways it was, the most memorable RP moment of all time. And, you know, um, I was listening to another podcast. They were talking about a, a wedding that was being really well RP'd and it was inside a tower and PKs roll in and just start killing everybody in the wedding party. And do you find your, your RP ruined by non RPers quite often? Uh, it happens every once in a while. I'll tell you, um, on a lot of shards, I used to run, uh, casinos. So I think, uh, most recent one was on Relpor 2. Uh, and uh, one day we had a pretty packed house and some PK, a couple of PKers ran in with a bunch of purple pots, like hundreds of them, spammed them, killed everybody in there. Uh, I mean, I was laughing about it, but I think some people were a little upset when everyone was uh, looting everyone's uh, poker chips. <laughs> yeah. I just wondered because I can imagine so many scenarios like going the total opposite direction you guys had intended, which you might be able to role play your way out of some of those situations. Hey, you just got to uh, improvise and adapt, right? Yeah. All right. We had another um, one from Twitch. Oh, this is from Sir again. Uh, question. Uh, Sears were sort of an RP GM on the live servers ages ago that used to do a lot with the community. How do you feel about the staff involvement with RPers today? Well, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, uh, Owen uh, and Luthis kind of had our peers in mind when they created the map. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that's seemingly just there for us. Uh, we we love it if they want to get more involved. Uh, the community would be more than more than happy to uh, to welcome them in. Yeah, the, the new system coming in they implemented. Um, it sounds like they're kind of gearing up to do more you know more of those rp events uh maybe not heavy rp but you know at least some there there is a liaison that's on staff that is supposed yes. to interact with the rp community i his name is escaping me at the moment but lens yes yeah. yeah and i heard he does a lot behind the scenes we're not aware of but i guess he's he's the liaison con reaching out and contacting these groups of our peers well, the, the love and care Owen put into the map, he was trying to create a world and a, and a space that has a, a story to tell and a history and is exciting to look at and play in. And it's not only fun for people uh, like us that just go out and play the game, but it's it's got to be great for the role-playing community. It's just every, every single thing, the dungeons, the spots in the overland, the interesting ways the world connects to each other, all the cities like all of it's interesting no yeah it's a it's a real beautiful map uh it puts the uh the classic map to shame 
So we had another question from Discord, Driggs. Uh, so you're kind of a player-run city in Outland. You're, you're taking Prevalia. And, but he, he had a... He remembers Rivendell from Atlantic back when it was Shard launched. Is there anything else like that here? More player-run cities. Uh, I haven't heard anything official yet, but I... And I'm sure Sir could uh, comment on this. I did hear that the Knights were pulling together some small houses to build a village somewhere. I think it's a little early. I bet we'll hear more and more about stuff like that. Yeah, so is he talking about uh, a bunch of houses like where they're, they built the city? I, no, there is uh, that trade hub they're trying to build. That might be something kind of like this. Although I guess that's more for uh, for market and trading than it is role play. But. I, I do remember Rivendell. That was, uh, I remember when the uh, the GMs decided to actually decorate it. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And then we had another question from uh, Insane or Not. I think I got that right. Is there a line between RPVP and straight-up trolling? I would assume there's a very large line. Uh, RPVP is just the same as PVP, but with, with the RPers, uh, trolling has a malicious intent behind it. Yeah, my past experience with games... It was always RPVP, and all we did was give a story and a reason behind why we were killing people. And that's maybe not be good enough here. That might be too big of a line, but I guess it was something. We weren't just out murdering people for any reason at all. How, how would you role play training mobs on someone, Titus? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think I would do that. That's. Oh, it's such a douche thing to do. <laughs> and it's been done to me so many times on this shard already. Yeah. I think a lot of the, the new players come in and they're training all over everyone. I had no idea. <laughs> I uh, I did it today on accident even. But, you know, I doubled back and helped kill them all. So, and, and healed the guy that got, I trained, I trained stuff on him, you know. But I don't have hiding. It's easier to do with hiding. Uh, so we had a couple of interesting community events happen lately. There was uh, Night of Thanksgiving with Hig. Now, I don't know if Hig's a prominent role player or if he's just being uh, amusing, but did, did you attend that? Uh, I did not. I missed that. Uh, how was it? Uh, I didn't go, but from what I've heard, it was it was pretty interesting. It'd be just kind of people went around and said what they're thankful for, and I'm sure uh, Hig was probably amusing. It sounded like a expo talking about it. Made it sound like it's not pretty fun. Yeah, everything coming from Hig, it's kind of the self glorification. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing it in a way that is kind of nice for the community. So it's it's interesting what he does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the other one I, that I've seen is uh, Way of the Wizard with Domnu. Do you want to you want to tell us about that? Uh, sure, I could tell you a little bit. Um, Damu is uh, one of the members in our guild, um, one of his alts, but uh, and uh, he's taking it upon himself to basically write up a whole, uh, whole um, kind of uh, RP story behind a group of non-centralized uh, magic users, and uh, it's kind of cool. I've never been a huge, uh, you know, wizard RPer, but. For players who like to go that route, I think it's a really awesome thing. Yeah, and, and they're supposed to wear a, a wizard hat of a certain color to kind of show you they're they're in the way of the wizard. Blue hat, I believe. Yeah, so if you see someone in a blue hat, you could ask them about the way of the wizard and uh, and how to follow it. 
which I, I, I started my wizard yesterday. And I'll tell you what, it's not easy learning how to use the magic in this game. <laughs> I, was, I got there eventually once it got up past uh, 50, though. Do we have any future RP events that we kind of tell the community about that they can they can try to hop in, either go see or, or participate in? I got to say, um, the big one is what we've already discussed a bit, Conquest. And, you know, I'd suggest everyone uh, leave their hangups aside and join join a group and, and get right to it because it's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah. Uh, who did they contact to to jump in that? Is it, is it you? Is it uh, is there Discord they need to get in or? Uh, we do have a Discord, but that's just for uh, a couple of delegates from every guild. So basically, you just contact a RP guild that's participating if you want to get involved. Join one of them, and and there be, and uh, we're we're getting we got nine right now. I think nine nine guilds, and uh, we're hoping to have a few more by the time we launch this. And the rules allow it to people to jump in at any point. Leading right in that question as far as which guilds to join, we have your guild. What are some other guilds that you would suggest people that are interested in and in getting in, involved with this uh, seek out? Well, there's the uh, exile company, which is a guild that's RPing a Cambrian uh, mercenary guild. There's the orc clans, uh, Boulder fist and blood clan. Uh, it's clan Ulf Hednar, which is like a Viking themed guild. Uh, there is a, uh, Dwarf Guild can't really pronounce the name, and uh, there's also and uh, last there's a Legends of Trinzic Guild that I think is a bunch of guys from Trinzic coming over. Uh, how do you role play a dwarf here? Right? How do you? Because we're all humans, right? Well, yes. I think the the orcs would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Well, they've given them masks and stuff, but how do you make yourself shorter? Well, if you carry around a chair, sit down on the chair, and then pull the chair out from under you, you're about half the height. (laughs) (laughs) I actually used to do that for a goblin guild that I ran. (laughs) Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, That is kind of a big deal. There's a lot of games nowadays where you can't can't sit down at tables or benches, and uh, there's a lot of good RP that can happen that way. I swear, I know it's all psychological, but sitting down in this game really really makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah, it's it's odd when games leave that out. You know, they're they're not really thinking about the uh the outside effects that small things like that can can bring in the community. Uh, I think that's that's it for our questions. Is there um is there anything else you want to you know, talk about anything we missed or um let me see if uh, let me see our notes here. Let me see if I missed anything. I think sir sir made sure we uh we grilled you. <laughs> <laughs> Got every ounce of the role play talk out of you. Uh, I will mention we do have a, so as I said before, in our guild, uh, most players are just citizens and uh, they, uh, you know, go about their whatever they want to do. You could also have Legion members, which are PVPers, but for those players that want to have uh, more of a unique role playing title and pathway, Oh, pathways of what it is. Uh, we created RP Pathways, which is a uh, tiered ranking system based on different tasks you have to do. And it's not something that's required by any of our members, but something that's offered um, to kind of add to people's role playing. Uh, right now, we have four of those paths, uh, one for a. So right now, our uh, our paths are uh, 
you could take a path to become a ranger, a path to become a, a philosopher, a path to become a, uh, an entrepreneur and a, and a priest. And uh, we're working on a few more. And it just kind of adds to, some, to their role playing. Um, you know, we're not going to tell someone who wants to be a, a ranger that they're not a ranger, but uh, doing the uh, the tasks and stuff that we have laid out kind of adds to their story and, and uh, you know, kind of adds to the fun of, of becoming that ranger rather than just saying it. No, I know. I like it. I've, I've definitely seen that before, too. I know if I was to, to dive into this, it would help me. And, and you do to kind of uh, provide a little bit of structure to it. That's kind of what D&D does is uh, it gives you kind of a, a guideline to, to progress with. You're not just just tossed out there to go be your character immediately. And it gives you gives you something to work for, you know. Uh, of course. Yeah. Some people prefer the structure. Some people like to go all, uh, you know open open-ended on it but um we just thought it was a nice idea to to give people the option and if uh either you guys want to roll alts and and join the rpers you know i don't think we're anyone's gonna get your secret out there <laughs> uh well i think if i did that it'd be hard not to talk about it on here so they would know eventually <laughs> depending on how well it went i guess it either make for a good story or a bad one Either way, it'd be good for the show. I think a uh, RP-themed uh, podcast would be pretty awesome. Well, yeah. with all the questions uh, Sir did, you might uh, <laughs> you might have a, a candidate there for a co-host. <laughs> I think yeah. Sir could I think Sir could do it solo, and it would be great. <laughs> uh, let's cover some news. We had a lot happen this week, and and uh, and Titus, if you want to, you want to add any input to any of this, you know, uh, feel free. It's, that did not just be me and mind trip. There was a, de- a debrief. They put out a state of the shard. And of course, Luthius's endless, endless patches. Uh, I don't know what you want to tackle first, mind trip. Well, I actually um, caught the debrief. I believe you did as well. Um, I think something that I really took away from it was Owen is still excited about this project and we haven't broken him yet. <laughs> he, <laughs> He came across as really excited the way the shard's going and you know where we're going with the shard and uh yeah there's a lot of cool stuff happening i'm actually gonna let uh net tackle the changes with warrior because he was so excited about these you want to talk about that and blur it a little bit uh yeah so they kind of put that in the state of the shard but they also put it in the the latest patch notes they're they're balancing still. It sounds like uh, they've been bringing the summoner in line, which is a whole another thing in the community. People are pissed. People are happy. But the other thing they did is they kind of made at least my build the the parry full tank decks are way more important in PVE because now we can taunt. And you can see uh, you watch Papa Carl stream from last night. They're using the taunt to draw the boss away from people to do various mechanics like that. So not just tank and heal, but uh, mechanically maneuver the boss around. It's going to really change up how we PVE in this server. Uh, and there's a lot of interesting PVP, a lot of hard PVE in the server. So it's going to be uh, it's definitely a nice tool in our toolbox. But not only that, but they buffed uh, all the bards with three new um, songs you can play that have various buffs and like big group buffs. Uh, a lot of MMOs do this, but 
it's kind of neat to still get custom content like this big one month in. You know, they're not holding anything back. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool to see tanks and bards more needed in a group. So, yeah, if nothing else, this is just only going to encourage grouping even more. And for people to step outside of those, you know, uh, builds that everyone's picking or a lot, a lot of people are picking, you know, they might want to try something else now. Yeah. And you, you watched that stream last night. I'm saying that again, but you, you saw PVPers and guilds that guilds that the day before were outright killing us. were actually helping us kill the boss because they want the loot. They want to see it happen. They want to be a, they want to check out that content. Um, now granted when the boss is dead, it's a, it's a madhouse trying to get to that loot. And then, you know, everyone's trying to kill everyone after it, but, uh, it is providing some interesting content and, but you're right. Making these players feel needed in, in, in groups. And there's just so much out there that needs a lot of players to go do. It's not just this stuff. It's the, uh, the, the shrine corruptions. And so very cool stuff. This is more interesting to talk about than when they just nerf nerf things, which is what happened to the summoner three times now. Yeah. Uh, I would rather see things brought up to a level than see things get knocked down. That's always more fun to talk about and doesn't make players mad. Uh, but I'm sure they have the reasons to try to bring the summoner in line, which is what I just rolled. Like I just got nerfed, I guess way down. And that, that's what I just chose to play over tamer. So maybe I'm crazy. It's probably not that bad, but I don't, I don't have an in level in game tamer or summoner to go actually test it out. So, I thought it was strange to see so much new content coming or already here. And I was thinking they were really going to spend, you know, a couple months just crushing bugs and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if they had all this stuff ready and they're just like, you know, getting ready to roll it out. Or if Lucius is just coding like a madman, you know, all the time with new content. But uh, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting to see how much in one month we're already you know, talking about well, the debrief and the state of the shard talked about the uh, the new dungeon too. So, brand yeah. new three level yeah. dungeon with more bosses and more mini bosses. Right? That was the ice theme. Yeah, ice themed. I guess he's having a hard time making it look interesting. We should have that before Christmas. It sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like Owen created a dungeon. L- Luthia said it looked boring, and he went back in and did some work on it, and. I guess uh, I guess we'll see, but I've always loved the ice dungeons. I I get PK'd in them too much, probably, but you know, <laughs> the little time I get in there uh, to PVE is kind of nice. Yeah, it's uh, it is impressive what they're doing. Maybe it, they actually used their beta time. You know, they they launched everything they wanted to, and it was all in a relative uh, relatively good state. Uh, there wasn't a lot left uh, on the table that, that they promised. Like the only thing we were missing that they talked about then was was horse breeding. That's um, that's the only item I can even think of. Uh, maybe yeah. the uh, arena tournament system, which which just got that got patched in. Oh, fish Papa tanks. Carl is reminding us about <laughs> fish tanks. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah, fish tanks are, his, are coming. <laughs> where are his fish tanks, Owen Luthius? Get on that. <laughs> Yeah, Luffy has been talking about fish tanks. It's, it's, it's in the works. Yeah, and as far as the only thing that got, that, that got put in very, very last minute was the uh, the plant system. But it did get put in 
right before launch, like a couple of days before uh, before launch, and it it was it's in the live version too. Maybe that's why we're getting new content. I mean, and I know they had the server issues that they had to tackle, but even that got handled pretty quick. It was like four or five days, and they had it, they had it fixed. Oh, so faction warfare there. Uh... It, we we were a way larger community than they expected to turn out for faction warfare when it was designed originally. So all those small maps are kind of been shit canned and uh, they, you know, I think they're really listening to what the players want. And I think a lot of people have fond memories of faction warfare and, you know, some of the big towns like, you know, Britain and, um, it's kind of going back that way. We'll start seeing uh, faction warfare in towns and in larger maps only. And it's probably a good thing. There were so many people in there were really bottlenecking in a few places. I I, I just have to say, I mean, I I don't, I don't like pointless PVP and that that's kind of what a lot of PVP is in you as fun as it is that there's not uh, you're not conquering something. You're not uh, getting territory for yourself. Your, or your guild you're not protecting your, your home you're just out killing people for for what reason because you know it, it, so to me factions give you a little bit of structure and meaning and and goals that's why i'm interested in it so it will be cool to see this thing get put back out there and he had to build uh because he only had like two or three of the big maps and they, they got that up to eight to put kind of an around robin thing and i also i didn't realize too that a lot of the faction community doesn't like uh, people to, to opt in like we can now where we can only kill. Uh, we can only participate in faction struggles. It's the only time they can kill you is is in a faction struggle uh, struggle. They don't like that tag. Yeah. Um, which uh, is, I guess, unique to the shard. And in the past, if you opt in the faction warfare, then, then you're, you're kind of always in, you can always be killed in a city or you know in a dungeon whatever uh whereas this this mechanic we can do now is we're only going to participate in that pvp when we actually go to struggle which i get where they're what they're saying but this tag lets guilds like beard brothers participate and other guilds like us that are much more pve oriented it's why you can have those large numbers in those struggles you know, if Owen and Luthius are to eventually later down remove that tag, you'll, you'll find guilds like that drop out, and and probably that participation drop down too. So it's it's not a win win either way. I don't think. Yeah. Um, as far as guilds like Beer Brothers, I was really excited to see that we can get some perks, um, you know, perk points by participating in faction warfare. Even if you lose, you get a couple. And, uh, you know, it's a nice incentive helping the guild, helping the community, having some fun together, maybe, maybe even getting those PVE players to try something they're not normally willing to do, but you know, if they could, if they could alt in, you know, one night a week or, or, or whatever the case may be, maybe they would get better at PVP and, you know, enjoy it more often. Yeah. I get where they're saying too, but I kind of, I understand the viewpoint. Whereas if we're not all in, then why do we get the rewards? And if yeah. we're only doing the struggles and we're not dealing with PVP and then the and the cities, you know, or, or you're just really invested in your in your faction and you see uh, your 
you see a chaos a chaos guy, but he's you can only kill him in a struggle. You can't kill him in your city. Yeah, there's a, there's a strong argument either way. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Oh, armor durability. Um, yep, that's huge. You don't have to walk around with a broken chest plate all the time. Uh, you'll see that evened out throughout the uh, set pieces. So maybe your gloves will break or your gorget instead of your chest or legs, well, which were taking some pretty heavy damage. Four is is your chest, your chest and legs busted, and nothing was gone from anything else. So I have bags full of all the pieces with broken chest and legs. And and now the way it works, nothing breaks ever. It seems like <laughs> I, I, I was out. I was out grinding for on my alacrity. I'm saying that word all wrong. It's a weird word. That scroll we got today uh, for six hours. I think I did five of the six hours, and I lost like ten percent of my durability. So yeah, yeah they. I, don't, I think they not only tweaked how it goes across your armor, but they made it way less. Maybe too much. The, the blacksmiths can't be happy. We're not out buying replacement gear all the time. Oh, boss rares. Um, they're adding in quite a few boss rares. A little more incentive to bring those bosses down. Um, Beer Brothers took one down very recently. And, man, it's some nice uh, guild perk points. I think they got 10 points out of it. Yeah, there's rares on uh, on mini bosses, too. Or a whole different list for, for mini bosses and bosses. Yeah. Some uh, good stuff out there. Some of the bosses are easier than others. Uh, some are too easy, and you know, Owen will probably Luthius will get that straightened out eventually. I think it's uh, it's really cool. The shard has multiple ways to get cool looking pixel stuff, and it's not all through a cash shop. You know, yeah. there's the societies, achievements, uh, boss and mini boss rares, the plant system. There's a lot of stuff where they're not just asking you to go to the cash shop and donate for the next chunk of stuff that's on the server. You know, there's a lot of in-game stuff you can work towards. Yeah, uh, so Spirit Speak, it was nerfed again. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like it was unnerfed and it got a little bit back what it had lost, correct? No, I think it was just nerfed and then nerfed and then nerfed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, must it's, read got, it. it's gotten... <laughs> I must read that wrong. It's gotten uh, worse each time. So, um, Titus, I want to thank you for um, coming on the show, let, uh, letting us know uh, a little bit about your community and uh, what you guys do. Uh, thanks thanks a lot for having me. I had a good time. Yeah, man. Um, hope to see you in game, and uh, maybe we'll see a few more people from here try some RP. Yeah, Titus, I, I really, uh, really appreciate you coming on and and uh, take some time to talk to us about this. It's definitely something I'm curious about, and it, hopefully we uh, we help convince some people to try it out. Hope so. So you can go to our website, InsideOutlands.com, and join our Discord to listen live, or tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, PST at twitch.tv slash papa underscore Carl to watch and listen live. We'll do our best to incorporate your live feedback into each show. Uh, if you want to listen to our other podcast, The Sandbox, it's at the sandboxpodcast.com. And uh, we haven't talked for sure who's going to be on the show next week, but we will post in announcements when when we get that info. 
and see you guys next time. Yeah. Uh, see y'all uh, next week. Uh, if you got any, uh, he wants to hop on the show and get a time slot with us next couple weeks, let, hit us up. Thanks. All right. Later. Peace.